0: Okay. And I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination, to find the journey in every step of the road, the highs, the lows, the ups and downs. It's the twists and turns. It's in those moments that makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of her own, and Zynga is a Haitian-American inspirational speaker and holistic health and wellness coach who, after lessons learned from her own 19-year journey to heal and thrive after being diagnosed with a brain tumor and autoimmune disorder. She has decided to create her own app. The app is called 365 Zing, and it's a self-care companion app that is centralized around Black women to help motivate and inspire them to live their best lives. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be on your podcast.
0: Oh, I'm excited to have you. Can you take us a bit into your world? What has life been like for you in the midst of COVID?
1: It, it definitely has its highs and its lows. I definitely will say that the high is I released my app <laughs> um, during COVID. Um, lows, I've lost some close friends and family members, and that's not always something that makes you feel good. Um, but overall, I would say it's it's neutral. You know, I've had some highs, I've had some lows, and um, That's where I'm at. I I can't say it's been all bad, if I'm honest.
0: Absolutely. You know what? I I feel the same way. It's it's bittersweet because I feel like COVID for me personally has been a time where I've been able to dive in uh, deep within and look for different ways to heal and grow that utterly, I think when you're in the midst of busy life, sometimes we're not able to do. How about you? How do you feel?
1: I definitely think that it allowed me to deep dive a little bit more and also support people. I found that I got more clients who wanted to do more work on themselves. Um, and I and I, I would say that I definitely feel that that happened for a lot of people if they allowed it to happen. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. The, that, the key is if you allow it to happen. So you have a wellness app that is designed to help black women uh, be intentional with self-care and self-love, which has received global support. Tell me how this came about and why you felt the need to create this platform.
1: Sure. Um, so this has been a dream of mine for quite some time. I would honestly say that it was birthed out of my own personal health crisis. So um, as you mentioned earlier, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor when I was 12 years old. Very shortly after that, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and PCOS. And I was essentially told I'd have to be on medication for the rest of my life. And there was even a time when someone told me that there was nothing they could do for me because I was black. Hmm. Um, and so I was a little bit disheartened. Um. And when I was in college, I decided to take my wellness, my healing into my own hands. So I did some research and I found that there were alternative ways to approach my wellness. And there were things that they said I could never do without medication that I was able to do once I went into a holistic, African-centered approach to healing. So after I did that work, I opened up my business and um, I felt like the journey is very difficult, right? The work I did, I had to pull from different sources. Um, With holistic healing, we're talking about mind, body, spirit. So I had my therapist, I had my spiritualist, I had my Chinese medicine doctor, I had my yoga, I had my meditation. And I think a lot of people who want to be well in an alternative approach, particularly Black people and specifically Black women, it's hard for them to sift through all of that and then the other factor is they don't often see people who look like them right and so when you go into these spaces you see someone who doesn't look like you who doesn't take into context your cultural nuances that play a major factor into how you heal and why you need the type of wellness that you need and so that's why i decided to build the app so that one, everything is one in one centralized place. And then two, they not only they there was cultural sensitivity where there was things that made sense, like, for instance, I have a Caribbean SOCA class as part of the app, um, But then all my instructors are also uh, black women from all around the world. You know, and it's important for us to see other women holding this position of power in these spaces, because then one, they can relate and answer some of the questions that we have to deal with as black women and then two they know that they can aspire to be in that same position because they see their reflection in that position
0: that's amazing can you share a story with us maybe has there been have you had some personal stories from women who have said to you you've helped them or any or some way in which you've impacted them that you're open to sharing uh maybe like an aha moment for you where you're like you know what okay, I'm on the right track. I'm doing something right. And this conversation or these conversations helped you know that it was the stamp to know that.
1: You know, I actually had something that happened most recently. Um, This woman heard my story and she actually has the same tumor that I have and was Mm -hmm. told that she would not be able to have. With our tumor, we don't have a menstrual cycle unless you take medication. And so essentially she was told the same thing. And she reached out and she was like, I feel like you can help me. And so she, we've been working um, for the past two months. She's using the app and she, I'm also doing, like she's has a little bit more of a plan where we work together. And in the since the 16 years that she got diagnosed with this tumor, this is the first time she had a period without medication.
0: Wow. That's
1: awesome. No, yeah. And that was something, again, like she was told the same thing, like, Yeah, you don't have to just be on medication for the rest of your life, you know, and she's like, she's like, we talked yesterday, and she was saying, like, I'm singing your praises and I like, you don't know how much you've transformed me in this time and process together. And so then that, that moments like that definitely make me feel like, yeah, boy. Yes, Yes.
0: that's Um, when you know you're walking in your purpose. Is that how you feel?
1: I definitely feel like I'm walking into my purpose. Um, definitely when I know that I've helped people, like this is, I've helped other people, but this one is more, um, this is more close to my heart because I almost feel like she's a facsimile in the sense that she's also Haitian American, first born. You know, so we share a lot of similar backgrounds. And so this was definitely, um, this definitely was great to see that she got the same results that I was able to obtain. Uh, through the process, and she got the results a lot quicker than I did, to be quite honest.
0: That's awesome. Some of your other projects include YesBabyLikeItRaw.com, which is a food and holistic lifestyle blog that inspires people to tap into their raw power to be a better version of themselves. Let's dive into that conversation, the conversation of raw and eating raw, tell me the need um, to, to push this message and specifically to push this message within the African-American community.
1: Sure. So um, raw foods have a very unique quality to them in that they can be transformative in healing the body. There are a lot of people who are diagnosed with stage four cancer and through a raw foods diet, they were able to reverse Um, the diagnosis that they had. And the thing about raw foods is you don't lose a lot of the vital enzymes and um, vitamins and minerals that you need um, in order for you to get the most out of your food. When it comes to our communities, unfortunately, we're living in food deserts, and then we're also giving food that doesn't help us live um, a healthy life, right? Uh, When we when we look at our communities, there's food deserts, there's a lot of processed food. Um, and if there are grocery stores nearby, the grocery stores aren't off always the best. And so when we look at some of the health disparities that we see in that community, raw, eating raw foods, and it doesn't have to be 100% raw, but incorporating more raw foods can help us combat diabetes, um, combat hypertension, combat high cholesterol, combat the obesity that we see, particularly in African-American women, who have the largest rate of obesity in the nation.
0: That's interesting because I'm actually on my own health journey. And, you know, I can work out a zillion times in a week. But if I'm not following the proper diet, I'm not seeing the results that I really want. Um, What kind of tips can you give someone, our listeners and viewers that are out there, that they know they want to need to make a a healthy change, make, make a healthy switch, but may not know how to get started? how can you suggest for them to do that
1: one i say be compassionate with yourself you didn't get to where you were um overnight and the path towards being the well version of yourself is it like something that you snap your finger and you arrive there um so i say self-compassion is very good to have in this journey i would also say that you should do a little bit of research and don't try to conquer a mountain overnight. A lot of times I think when we want to, we decide like, yeah, I want to get healthier. We want to do everything and that's not sustainable. Right. (laughs) And what I mean, that's not sustainable. it's, It's overwhelming when you try to do everything. So, you know, conquer one thing at a time. And then once you feel like, yeah, I got this, is now part of my routine, then add something else. And so it could look as simple as drinking more water, which is something I always tell people to do because most of us are dehydrated. Um, If we uh, replace our juices with just water, uh, that can reduce the sugar that we might be consuming on a daily basis which can be cause hormone disruption and all these other things i also say find community and have an accountability partner it's really difficult to do these things on your own and when you have someone who's there to to to, to keep you from um making poor decisions to cheer you on and you know, celebrate your wins that helps you stay on journey, you know, and I, I also say is like if you fall off the beaten path, dust yourself off and start tomorrow. I think a lot of times what happens is you know you have one bad day and you feel so guilty about it that you just stay in the bad day turns into a bad month and then a six months later you're you know and it's just you know we're humans and we're dealing with so many external factors that are being push towards us. And so obviously there are days that, especially when we understand that we use food to deal with our emotions, um, you know, if something happens and you don't eat the way that you wanted to eat or you didn't work out like you wanted to just dust yourself off. And the other thing is mindset. I would say is the biggest, biggest, biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And so um, trauma is something that we need to address. And a lot of the diseases that we are dealing with, particularly in our community, can be related back to trauma. Um, I can speak specifically to myself. You know, I have a tumor and people are like, oh, you know, like that's random. I just like went down the rabbit's hole for my tumor. And the research says that children, both men and women who have absentee fathers or have experienced an abusive household or like abuse where a father was alcoholic or the father was abusive in the household are more likely to get the tumor that I have. Wow. You know? Wow.
0: And- so you're saying that the tumor is directly related to the environment and the stress level that you're dealing with.
1: It's like a whole layer of research there that mm-hmm. speaks to and not just the environment, right? Because we always talk about black mothers matter, but black fathers matter too, because this particular tumor relates to absenteeism and fathers.
0: Really? Yes. Wow. So. That is very interesting. Um, you plan different, you have interviews and workshops and retreats worldwide. Can you tell us about your holistic empowerment movement and what drives you how do you stay focused how do you I mean I'm sure you have to slip up sometimes what's the slip up look like for you what does a slip up look like for me yes, I want to know what does that look like are you eating some ice cream yeah, I mean like I'm, like, I'm eating vegan
1: that? ice cream I'm eating vegan <laughs> ice cream a slip up you know like my my so um my slip up is french fries Ah, okay. Yeah, I love like when I get stressed out, I want some French fries. I want the salt. And so like when I, I what I know holistically in terms of like craving salt means they have unresolved frustration. I'm literally salty about something. And then you got the crunch, which <laughs> yes. deals with like tension. Yes. So I would say French fries are like and not like not the air fried French fries. I want the greasy,
0: salty. <laughs> okay, so then for the record, what you're saying is, even though you you this is your brand and this is what you do, you you're human in the sense that you have moments and days where you slip up too. I think it's important to get that messaging out because I think that people naturally think if I'm on this holistic plan, I have to follow this path, this way, and be 100% perfect. And then when they fall off, you can be beca- you know get discouraged. And I think it's great to hear your story and knowing that, yes, you're leading this cause globally, but you're human, too, and it's okay yeah. to mess up. How and that's do you why get I, back on track? That, that's why I say, like, you know, like, if you slip up, you know, dust
1: yourself off. So if I do have French fries, sometimes I call my accountability partners and I'm like, I'm about to have, because there's this place nearby that, like, sells, like, a plate of French fries. Yeah, <laughs> love it. And then I'll call my best friend. I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about having some French fries right now. <laughs> and some days she'll be like, man, just have the French fries. And the other days she's like, you know what? You can go home and do some do something better. Um, but if I do have the French fries, because of the quantity of the French fries, I'll make sure that I'll have salad and drink lots of water to kind of balance it out. And I try to avoid doing that every day because I I immediately. Feel it. So here's the thing about getting clean, you know, mm. um, that's for lack of better words, is mm. when you go off the plan, your body will punch you in the face and, and be like, What you doing?
0: Like, we, we, we don't do that. Like, those. <laughs> your body rejects it. Yes. Yeah. Your body's like, I don't want this. Hello. Yeah. And you can, I, the cleaner you get with eating, it seems as though your body uh pushes away the things that you put in your body that is not so good
1: exactly so a lot of times i have like these um herbal detox plans um and i always tell people the detox isn't hard it's what you do after because the things that you thought your body liked your body's gonna tell you like nah that, that that was not where it was at I'm sorry but because you did this cleanse you said well you don't want it to reset I'm gonna hold you accountable again and so um it's definitely it's not it's not something I do often because of the recourse you know which is like my stomach may hurt I might have acne you know um vanity kicks in for me a lot
0: <laughs> I understand I'm a woman too so I understand completely. <laughs> I want to wrap up with a segment that we're calling tell and tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. What can you tell us deeply that has impacted you that no one knows about? It can be some sort of secret. Um, I would love for you to answer the question of what is your secret to purpose and walking in your purpose? If you could share that with my the audience, that'd be great. secret to
1: purpose yes. and walking in my purpose. Yes. Oh man. Um, Why am I walking into my purpose? Because I can't necessarily do this for the people closest to me. Um, My mom suffers from mental illness and that doesn't allow her to be present. And she checks off all the boxes in terms of the health disparities as well. And unfortunately, my service is, you know, because of her, um, because of her mental illness, sometimes she thinks I'm trying to kill her instead of helping her. And that can be very challenging. And the reason why I went into my healing work, even I always knew I wanted to be a healer. Like when I was in college, I was studying neuroscience and I thought I was going to be a neurosurgeon in part because I wanted to heal my mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, feel, I still feel like what drives me is I want to help people like my mom since I can't necessarily help my mom. And so I think that's a driver for me. Um, ironically, my mom has the same tumor Um, and they say it's not by chance, but when I understand the tumor from the context of it being related to trauma, then it makes more sense to me, you know? So the work I do is to help, um, women in my family who didn't get the support they needed. Like my grandmother, she died from ovarian cancer a couple of years ago, this October make two years. And there's so much that I wanted to do for her. And so this is the work I do is for the Haitian women that made it possible for me to be here you know because they didn't have easy lives um in Haiti and the fact that I can be here and speak to you and write when my grandmother couldn't couldn't even write her name is a big big win you know and so a lot of what I do is for my grandmother my mother and my aunts and my great-grandmothers and so on and so forth
0: Well, you're definitely winning over here in my book. You're winning across the world. You're winning globally. Look at your audience. So people, women resonate with you. I resonate with you. Please keep doing what you're doing. I thank you for being on this show today. Um, I think that you will touch lives and people need to hear the words that's coming out of your mouth. So I really appreciate you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much. Well, that concludes this edition of The Journey Told Show. I'm going to leave you with words that my father so often says to me, and that's to be the best you that you can be. Until next time, folks.